Welcome to the Keys of Inspiration podcast, Koi Pod for short. When I talk about keys, I mean the island keys like the Florida keys, musical keys like on a piano, keys that you can hold in your hand and open a door, or even keys on your computer. Let's get to it. Today we're talking about earthwork, and earthworks are giant artworks. You need earth movers to make them. You may not even notice you're already in the art piece. First, let me talk about Maya Lin, the architecture student that won a blind competition for the design of the Vietnam Memorial. You know, where you walk underground, it's like a grave almost, where you're walking into the earth. It has caused many people to get emotional, and she has a way of doing that. I haven't been there myself, but I've heard many people talk about how emotional it is. People break down and cry. They look for the names. They touch it. They feel the people missing. When I was in San Francisco, I went to the MLK Memorial, the Martin Luther King Memorial. She had done that also. And I had a very similar experience to what people describe, I think where you lose yourself in the space. You don't hear anything from the street. There's just water and you walk through the space and are inspired by his words. I didn't know much about him. And by the time I left, I felt like I wanted to know more. And also I was crying a little. It was a moving, moving experience. She has a way of doing that. And pictures don't necessarily describe what she does. Myelin also had a solo show at the University of Washington's art gallery called The Henry. And this was in 2006. I had to go back and look it up. Again, she has a way of taking you into her world. She had this large room filled with a built berm, like a giant berm. It's probably like eight, nine feet tall. There are photographs on the website. There's also an article from that time period from the Seattle Times. And you can see that the berm overwhelms her and she's placing things. When you're in the space, it's made of wood and you just feel constrained with nature. It's a really odd feeling. It's cold and warm at the same time because you have a warm material, which is the wood that it's made out of. But then it's also sort of distant because it's not growing. It's not real. And then she also had the string, which I wasn't personally as attracted to, but her books where she took these old map books, uh, or maybe they're new. So they had maps after maps after maps. And then she cut out the topographical 3D area. So it looks like a topographical map from the top, but then it's 3D. So she did it in layers and then go through the pages. And it was just such a cool concept. I'd never seen it before. I think a lot of people have copied it since then. And it made me think differently about landscape architecture. There's a blend of landscape architecture usually where you have the architect putting out benches and things like that. They're just trying to make it a lovely space like a park that you want to go to instead of almost an art experience that you go into and I feel like she does an art experience 
that you go into. She just evokes, I guess that's a good word for her, she evokes a feeling from her work. I think a lot of people felt the same way. It wasn't just me. Everybody in the room was, you know, jittery. Like you can tell when a really good art piece is around because everybody's talking and excited and taking pictures. It's not just like selfies or <laughs> something weird like that. You just want to share. So everybody kind of talks to each other and it's just a happier experience when the art takes you in. The reason I'm talking about Maya is because she's the beginning of me trying to find any earthworks in our area. There are many famous earthworks around the world. In America, there's the Spiral in Salt Lake City, in the Salt Lake, and Terrell, who's very famous in the art world anyway, where he takes large mountains and creates holes in them. And as I went down that road, I started to realize there were some close by, very close by. One was actually in Seattle. I'm only going to talk about three, but there's probably four or five more if you're really interested. There's earthwork communities. If you just go online and do searches, they'll give you lists. I sort of lost track of earthworks. I was super excited at first and then I couldn't really find anything at the time. So I just kind of put it on the back burner. And then we went to a powwow. The powwow was actually in Seattle at Discovery Park. It's called the Daybreak Star Cultural Center and the Native Americans here, that is their property. And it's crowded and amazing, all ages. There's dancing and singing and the drumming. Everything is overpoweringly wonderful. There's little kids dancing and it's just, I spent all day, we weren't gonna stay that long and then we ended up having salmon dinner and staying for the whole entire thing. I just can't recommend enough. So at the Daybreak Star Center, they had a sign as you walk in that said, Serpent Mound, this way. And I was like, Serpent Mound, what's that? <laughs> that sounds really cool. You know, I was familiar with the Native American Serpent Mound in Ohio, which is giant. It's really big. I was hoping it would be just as big there, but you know, I wasn't holding my breath. It didn't turn out to be as big as the Ohio one. And the Ohio one is ancient. This was made, I think in the 70s, 80s. And we went there. I don't know if the Native Americans use that as part of their ceremonies, which I guess they probably do because somebody spent a lot of time and love putting this together. And we were there at all times. People are walking around and using it, even without the sign, which I've found really interesting because I'm not even sure how they found it or knew about it. There are pictures online of the before and after. One is from my old blog post and it's linked and what it looks like now and the difference. I'm sure if they just mowed and trimmed it back and rebuilt it, it wouldn't be that hard to bring it back. There must be a good reason. So maybe I'll check in the middle of the summer or late summer and see if it's been brought back. Not sure. When you want to go see the Serpent Mound, you follow a path and you walk down the path and it's actually quite a long way. You can't see the Serpent Mound area from where the path starts. So you walk down the path and then you come to an opening and you see a pond. The pond as you walk in is at the same level as you. And then there's a path right around it at the same level as a pond. And then the berm starts at, off to the left where the snake's head starts and it wraps around the pond. You can see it straight ahead, the wrapping around part. And then the tail goes off into the woods. There's some benches 
branches and stuff off to the right along the pond as well. If you go to your left again and then you go up the berm, which is about six to ten feet, not sure, it's hard to tell when you're walking in a park like that and it's kind of big. You go up there and you can sort of see, not now, but you could sort of see where the head started and where the hole for the head's eye was. And then you walk along the berm that walks along the pond. You can head off back to where you started through little sneaky paths and they have like a bridge where it brings you back to the main road. There's also a couple of areas where they have ceremonies, I'm guessing, because there's some fire pits and things like that in that area. Again, maybe they just don't want people to use it. I'm not sure. It's still really, really cool. <laughs> and hopefully we can bring it back. There's not a reason why they really don't want it. Maybe they'll take volunteers to help bring it back. That would be great for Seattle if we could. The next Earthworks art piece is called Untitled Earthworks from the 1980s. It's done by Robert Morris. He took a pit and created this ginormous art piece that you walk in. Even if you walk along the top, the views are just insane on a sunny day. You can see Mount Rainier and you can see the valley. When we first went there, the valley was less built up. You didn't have as many wires and things, but it's still just amazing. The park part looks even better because the first time that we were there, it was super muddy. We couldn't really go down and we would slip on our butts <laughs> if we went all the way down. It was too muddy. We didn't go all the way down the first time but this time I went all the way down and took photos and video you can kind of get the experience of it the time we were there the gate wasn't open I don't know if that's normal now it did seem like people had been there earlier within the parking lot their trash can was full and I really think people can normally go in there we just caught it on a bad day you walk down and it looks kind of like a spiral almost but it's not you have to go down each ring it's giant I think it's about a half a football field as you're walking down along the left side that's the trail I went to it undulates so it goes up and down along the rim I don't remember if they had the trees along there so it blocks the view a little bit if you go up to the highest rim and then you walk along the outer ring they have little stair steps where wooden portions cut into the side and then you walk down that ring and then you can walk around each ring and then you go down all the way down there's I think five rings and at the very bottom they have drains which is good <laughs> it's really quiet it, there were cars going past every now and then and you could still hear the cars but for the most part it was just super quiet and you were in nature. Also it's an area where not a lot of people hang out or walk through so it's interesting space because it's just quiet and uh, nature is doing its thing. They still mow it. They have to mow it but it was still long grass when we were there and in one of the videos that I took you can hear the grass <laughs> blowing and it's just gorgeous. I really enjoy this one. I feel like he it was a gift. I feel like he was given a gift to everyone in his art. He was trying really hard. Whereas with the Serpent's Mount, I feel like that one was more sacred and has a meaning that we're not aware of. Okay, the last one we're going to head to today is the Mill Creek Canyon Earthworks Park. And that's in Kent, surprisingly enough. In fact, I have a friend that lives not very far from it. I said, have you been there? And they kind of wrinkled their nose. When we were there the first time, I understand why. Because there was, I think, three drug deals that were going on at the same time that we were there. And uh, there were some scary people in the woods. And they would pop out every now and then. It was just kind of creepy the first time. So that was like 2013. It 
was just an interesting time. I kind of understand why they wrinkled their nose at the time. We went back to all three a couple weeks ago. We got to see the difference. And this time it was like night and day. Now it's families with dogs and children and people by themselves. There's a gentleman playing the recorder. I have video of that also. <laughs> he was such a sweetie. He looked really cool because he was wearing a red turban kind of thing. I don't know what you call it. He was wearing all dark clothing and playing the recorder with all the green. It just looked really pretty. I was happy he was there playing. It made everyone happy. And I got to talk to him afterwards. He's just a nice guy. Having a good time. So the park, you walk in from the street normally. There's more than one entrance. There's probably four entrances. The main entrance is what I'm going to describe to you. You walk up and you go through this hill and then there's berms. I hope people understand what berms mean, which is just built up grass mounds. So there's mounds of grass on either side. Straight ahead, there's like a lookout. The path just sort of winds through. There's a concrete path with grass everywhere. The mounds are just sort of introducing you to everything. And then off to your right are bathrooms. There's concrete bathrooms with a lookout on top so you can see the whole park. After you pass by the mounds, there is a pond shaped like a target. And it's probably like 30 feet wide. And in the middle is water. And then the next section is grass built up about a foot and a half to two feet. And then more water for about three feet. And then grass again. And then you're back to park. From above, it would look like a target. It's water, grass, water, grass. <laughs> and there were cute little ducks sitting there when we were there. In the background is the bridge that goes over a path and leads to the another entrance. If you go under the bridge, you walk into another circle where it's built up probably 10 to 12 feet. There's cutaways along the path, like concrete cutaways. And then you walk into the circle and you can look up and it's not too distant from the feeling that you get from the untitled earthwork that I just talked about. Then you walk out the other end. As you're walking along, you come across another pond and this one's more natural looking and it has a little lookout that's not natural looking. It's a metal square lookout. And then there's a creek flowing into this pond from the other side. And then you walk around again and then there's an outdoor auditorium where it's built up in the half circles. Like you see in Greece, he obviously built it on a winding road and circles. And he took that theme throughout the entire space. Half circles and circles. And then built up everything. So you're seeing it from all different levels. If you walk the mounds, they're pretty high. It's really interesting to get different levels from everything. To be honest, this one is the least moving. It's the least moving of all three. Although I love it, it's more pretty than you feel it. Whereas the other two, even the Serpent's Mound, because you know it has a sacred purpose and you can feel that someone loved it and put a lot of energy into it. Whereas this one, he loved it, but it's more about the visual pleasing than it is, I think, to experience it. Although, I you know, I could be wrong. I just have a different opinion. Everybody has different tastes in that way. It just didn't bring out any emotions in me. I thought it was really cool. So that's our earthworks that we're going to be talking about. I hope you go see them if you're in the Seattle area. It's really neat. And look in your area. You might be surprised. If you're in a major city, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few around you. I did go to one more on Mercer Island. 
in their park. It's in a previous blog post. And at the time, it wasn't turned on. It was really disappointing because it didn't seem like it had been used in a long, long time. This one really seemed like it could have some inspiration behind it where it had water coming out of like a fountain and then it trickled down to like Washington Beach. Yeah, check that one out too if you're doing the earthwork trail. I hope you enjoyed my first podcast (laughs) at Koi Podcast. If you want any more information, if you go to www.mkbar.com, click on the Koi Pod. You'll find all of the pictures and everything. Thank you.